All right, here we go. Episode 36 of the Always Loyal Podcast presented by Stone Brewing. Darren Smith, what's coming up? Jordan, it's a bit of a party here as we get to look at the USL standings and see a little letter next to San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. That means clinching a playoff spot, clinching a home playoff spot. Plus, we will speak to an OG, a loyal OG. Elijah Martin joins the Always Loyal Podcast. Coming up next. Are we sure Phoenix hasn't been eliminated yet? Stone Buena Mesa salt and lime lager is brewed with real lime and a touch of sea salt. It's the perfect beer for enjoying in the summer sun. Stone Brewing, also proud to be a longtime partner of the Surfrider Foundation San Diego chapter dedicated to the protection and enjoyment of the world's oceans, waves, and beaches. That's why for every six pack of Buena Mesa salt, Stone is donating $2 to Surfrider. You can visit fine.stonebrewing.com to track down Buena Vesa near you. Do Buena, live Buena. Underway from Las Vegas, lights in black, San Diego in white. San Diego clinched a playoff berth for the second straight season with a 3-0 win against Phoenix last time out. There's a bad back pass and an opening goal for San Diego. Seconds into this one, Loyal in front on a bad back pass from Las Vegas. Darren, we can officially say it. San Diego Loyal will host a playoff game. History. I love it. It's one of the things that we haven't been able to say as you and I have been there since day one, March 7th of 2020. Of course, there's still a bunch of boxes left to check for San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. One of them, we can say officially the weekend, October 21st, 22nd, 23rd. A home playoff game at Torero Stadium where, oh, by the way, San Diego Loyal is 12-4. and four. Feels good, Jordan, to check that box, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, that, that's a big deal. We've talked about the difference between San Diego Loyal at home and on the road this year. They're good. They're good on the road, and we saw that again in Las Vegas, but they are really good at home. So the fact that we know at least one home game will be coming to San Diego in the playoffs is a big deal. And you never know, like USL playoffs are kind of random at times. There's a chance San Antonio could lose early, early on. And so as you go down in these final three games, if there's a chance to finish as the two seed, which top four, that's what gets you that home game. But if you can really secure that two seed, there's a chance you might be hosting a couple games. Now, you know, uh, through years of experience working together, Jordan, neither one of us want to climb out on a limb and start doing math here on the Always Loyal podcast. But if I'm not mistaken, the worst that Loyal can finish is the three seed in the West. And I must admit, I stared at the Western Conference standings, which we'll get to coming up in segment three in much greater detail. And I tried to think to myself, well, wait a second. I don't understand this. San Diego Loyal 31 matches in, has 58 points, Colorado Springs switchbacks, has 52, and they played an extra match. However, sneaking up there, and oh, by the way, it's the final match of the regular season, in their building a little bit of deja vu, Sacramento Republic has only played 30 times, 49 points, so they have 12 available points ahead of them, which means that should they pick up all 12 out of 12, they can finish with 61, which would potentially move them ahead and potentially could put them up into the two spot. Now, again, we're sitting here telling you that this is a great week. It's a great week if you're a San Diego Loyal supporter because we're going to get to see something that we've never seen before. But I'm sure internally, Landon Donovan, Nate Miller, the entire squad are probably telling everybody, hey, wait, 
the job's not done. A home playoff game is great, but you know what's better than a home playoff game? The possibility of two home playoff games. And then, like you said, if something weird happens and San Antonio gets picked off, well, you know, if you're the two seed in the Western Conference standings, guess what? That means potentially you get to host throughout the postseason in the West. So that's kind of exciting. So it's an opportunity to say, hey, great job, everybody. Check the box. But let's also remember there's still work to be done over the final three matches. They are talented enough to win on the road in the postseason. There's no question about that. But the numbers back it up. All six of your clean sheets have come at home this season. You want to play at home as often as possible. So it's a big deal that they get at least one. Maybe it's a few more. I think it's also a big deal that we've seen San Diego kind of distance themselves from that that skid where they were dropping points. The win against Phoenix, now a win against Las Vegas on the road, two early goals. And uh, we'll, we'll chat with Elijah Martin here in a couple of moments. I think it's also important for them to, to get a couple wins under their belt. We do have three more games to go, so you want the winning ways to continue, of course, but a good time to be winning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as somebody who talks about all these sort of sports every single day, I mean, you want to win your way in, right? I understand what people will remember is, did you go to the postseason? And I'd be lying, Jordan, if I remembered how it was that San Diego Loyal clinched in 2021. Do you off the top of your head? Remember how loyal clinched the postseason spot? I want to say they did it when they weren't even on the pitch. Does that sound right? I think you're right about that. I, think I wouldn't a, swear to I that. Think it, it was a result. Right. Yeah. The live. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But being able to clinch a playoff spot, like you said, against Phoenix, being able to clinch a home playoff spot. And of course, you need other results to go your way. Nobody's saying that, you know, you don't look around, you don't do a little bit of scoreboard watching, but I'm a thousand percent with you. I think there is something mentally to that beating Phoenix, beating Las Vegas winning your way into the postseason, winning your way into a home playoff game. I do think there is something to that a thousand percent. I think it's better than the alternative because you're like, yes, okay, full time. You're in the postseason. How exciting is that? You know, I'm getting set to do a bunch of baseball chatter here, and I don't know how it is that the Potters are going to get into the postseason. Maybe it's something that happens in Milwaukee. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But I'd much rather see a team win, get the closing out, Go out there on the field, enjoy it, you know, recognize that there's still plenty of work to be done, but but at least be able to have that moment. So what are the odds you think that this comes down to the final game of the regular season, October 15th, Sacramento Republic hosting San Diego Loyal? What do you think the two seed comes down to that final game? I'm sure Landon oh. Donovan, Nate, the squad, hope it doesn't, but no. I don't think that happens. Take care of business against recently eliminated Orange County. The only eliminated club in the Western conferences at the time of the recording. Are we sure Phoenix hasn't been eliminated? Jordan, are you doubting the veracity of the USL championship website? Are you again, doubting the veracity and the accuracy of this website that we rely on to do this podcast? Because according to uslchampionship.com, the only club eliminated in the Western conference, oddly enough, the defending champs, Orange County. San Antonio has wrapped up the one seed. San Diego is the two seed. They're the only other team in the West to have clinched a playoff spot. And we know at least one will be at home. That is a big deal. And San Diego uh, has been helped a lot by Elijah Martin once again this season. Elijah Martin is Darren. I believe use the term an OG for San Diego loyal. He has been here since 2020 outside of Coke Vegas. Elijah Martin has played the most minutes this season for San Diego loyal. He's on the field 
all the time for a very good team. And he scored his first goal since October 2nd, 2021 over the weekend in Las Vegas. It came in the fourth minute. It made it two nothing San Diego. We'll chat about the match. We'll chat about his beginnings with San Diego loyal. And we'll talk a little bit about the future, what's coming up and the future is postseason. So we'll talk about all of that with Elijah Martin next on the always loyal podcast. San Diego Community Power is a not-for-profit public agency committed to providing clean, renewable energy at competitive rates and investing in innovative programs that benefit our communities. You can visit sdcommunitypower.org to learn more about cleaner energy choices. Vassell on 14 for the season. Here's a cross. It's helped alive. Elijah Martin makes it too. Just like that, San Diego Loyal doubles the lead. Elijah Martin unmarked. Far too easy from Las Vegas. Simple ball into the box and nobody defended it. All right, here he is, Jordan. As we said a little bit earlier, this is a San Diego Loyal OG. Been there pretty much since day one. I know a couple of weeks back, we had Grant Stoneman on the Always Loyal podcast, and we put him to the test, asked him the name, who else was in the starting 11 March 7th, 2020. Maybe we'll do that with Elijah Martin. We'll see, but... He was the man of the match this past weekend against Las Vegas, scored a goal, and here he is. Elijah, a pleasure, as always. No, thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to be on here. Well, thank you very much. I got to ask, you know, somebody who uh, is such an integral part of the club, but somebody, you know, who randomly scores goals from time to time, (laughs) I, I did enjoy the goal celebration. How much time do you spend thinking about that between goals? Uh, I think for every player, no matter if you're a defender, I guarantee you even Koke at times, but I think every player on the field wishes that they had moments where they, you know, scored a goal. Uh, so for me, you know, it, it's always, a if I scored, I would love to do this or do that. And, and, and you could plan it as much as you want. I guess, I guess someone for like, you know, someone for me who doesn't score, you know, many goals. So you could plan as much as you want, but. When you have that feeling of putting the ball in the back of the net, there's 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 no better feeling than that. And um, uh, I mean, I mean, other than winning a, other than winning a championship, there's there's not many feelings that get better than that. So I don't really know what to do. And and and, uh, but I knew I wanted to dance and celebrate somehow, way shape or form. So I'm 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 happy with how I celebrated, and 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 I know my I know my dad is too. <laughs> okay, see, I love that answer because I think I think it was last year against LA Galaxy too. I felt like maybe you know it sort of went completely off script there, but I felt like this one it it, it for me as a viewer, Elijah, it felt like like there was more thought put into it. But I might have that totally backwards. Well, well, the the thing is with with uh with the one last year, and I'm not gonna go too much into it, but there was a bit more to it. Uh, a bit it was a bit personal to me. Uh, you know, to get a goal against Galaxy. So I, with that goal, it was just a lot more emotion just came out and, and you know, and and, and 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 just having the ability and, and being blessed enough to even still be playing and, and being where I am, you know, I hope a, a lot of emotions and thoughts just came into my head as soon as I went back from that. So for me, it, it was like a full circle. Um, and that's how, that's how I expressed it. Well, you got to dance in Las Vegas over the weekend with your goal. Uh, let's rate it. How, how do you rate your dance? Are you happy with how it turned out? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I actually am. I, 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 I do like to dance a lot. I do like to, uh, I don't go crazy with the dance moves, but, but, but I got, 
I got the one twos every now and then, and then, and I think that that was a little highlight of of, of what kind of one twos I could pull out. I think it was really good. I think a good sign that that it was a good dance is that you had other teammates copying you. They they started to do the dance as well. So you can kind of see that if you go back and look at the highlight, which I'm sure you've done at least one or two times. Um, yeah. I'm curious, Elijah, how, how are the legs holding up? You've you've played the the most minutes on the team outside of Coke Vegas. Um, how are the legs holding up? Uh, the legs are good. You know, you know, we have an amazing, you know, athletic staff, Paulina, Chris, and the interns that come in and help, you know, they do so much work, um, even work behind the scenes that, that, you know, us players, we don't even know about. Um, but, you know, they really make sure that everyone is feeling, um, you know, as close as, as close as hundred percent as possible. Obviously it's, you know, with X amount of games in a season, it's, it's, it's very hard to be, to, to be and feel hundred percent every week. So we have a really good AT staff and, 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 you know, they've really helped me out and, and, you know, I've learned a lot from them and they're really making sure that I stay as healthy as possible. Well, we mentioned Elijah, you are an SD loyal OG. You've been here since, since the inception of the club and you got to be a part of so many firsts, right? I mean, we could spend the rest of our time talking about the first match, about the club's first victory, about the first playoff appearance last year. Recently, back to the postseason, and with the win against Las Vegas, you clinched the very first home playoff game in club history. The job's not done yet, obviously, still three matches to go. But I just wonder how the more recent firsts stack up against some of the other firsts since you've been here with San Diego Loyal, just clinching a home playoff game. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the club has came a long way. I mean, you can even see, um, you know, just just kind of from the first very, you know, very the very first lineup that San Diego Lewis had to, you know, the lineup that we have now. And, and it's just, um, it's amazing to see kind of how, you know, how the club has gelled and how the club has formed. And, and not only that, it's, it's amazing to see the values and the principles that the club holds and, and the standards that the club holds. And, you know, when you find the right players to, you know, to be a part of a system like that, you know, it only opens up doors for them to continue to grow and get better and learn more about the game and, 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 you know, be better students of the game. And, you know, we have amazing coaches that, you know, that really take the time and, 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 you know, of, of course results are very important, but, but there's details that have to come with that. And, you know, this team is very specific when it comes to details about how, you know, we approach and, you know, how we approach games and necessarily what our identity is. Um, so just seeing our identity develop from year one to, to now it's, um, I think it's priceless. I don't think many players really get to have the opportunity to be on, you know, to be on a team from year one, uh, and then, you know, to, to still be on it year three. Um, but not only that, but also be on a team that has a real shot at winning the championship. You know, there's a certain mentality that is built or installed in a, in a group like that. So to be a part of something special, uh, such as this group, it's, it's amazing. Where would you identify, Elijah, uh, your own personal growth with this club? You know, I mean, I think, what, 26, 27 years old now here, season number three with Loyal. You know, and I remember, you know, you were there in the starting 11, as, as we mentioned, to get it going. Um, you know, and, and, and I feel like just watching you, you know, watching you on and off the pitch, watching you interact with the supporters, with the culture here in San Diego, it's, it's been a fun thing. You know, I, I know early on everybody recognized talent and it's like, well, you know, is Elijah going to be the kind of player that puts it all together? How, how would you, you know, identify or, or, you know, single out or, or explain maybe some of, of your own growth as, as a, 
as a man, as a, as a player, uh, as a teammate here with Loyal? Um, yeah, I would say, I would say with Loyal, they gave me more structure, um, you know, within my football, uh, just because the clubs that I've been at, I mean, I was at Galaxy when I was younger, um, but I think it was the immature mindset that I had that didn't really let me grasp, um, you know, when it's time to talk tactics, when it's time to talk formation, when it's time to talk how are we going to play against a certain team. I didn't really grasp that knowledge. Um, maybe, maybe it was a bit of ignorance. Um, and I don't know. I, I think it took me not having a team uh, for two years uh, for me to realize and appreciate, you know, the small things and, and, uh, so when I did happen to have the opportunity again uh, to make sure to take advantage of that. And when in my time in Fresno, uh, there was a lot of tactics, but it, it wasn't as close as, as what it is here in San Diego. Uh, so being in San Diego, it, it's, um, it's opened up a whole new mindset for me. Um, of course, like I said, the standard that is set here, it forces me to get better. It forces me to, you know, um, um, you know, just be a bit more critical of myself and, and how I can help the team in, you know, different ways. And um, I'm beyond grateful for the opportunity that San Diego has given me for even, you know, helping me grow on the field tactically, uh, mentally. Uh, uh, I mean, I can go on and on about how this club has helped me. How did you end up uh, in San Diego? I, I know you were with Fresno before you, you joined San Diego in 2020. You mentioned you played for uh, LA Galaxy uh, when you were much younger, but how, how did you end up in San Diego and who was the person that really made sure that that happened? Uh, I've heard stories about kind of how like it happened. I don't know if I should speak on it just because I don't know if it's necessarily true. Um, but Fresno was on its last year that about like the last four or five months of, of our season, uh, there was talks of Fresno folding. So there was those, and this was my first year back in the league after after not playing for two years. So it's, and it's not like I really had much options. If, if, if that any options necessarily to go anywhere. And one day I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting a haircut and I get a call, uh, you know, from someone representing loyal, uh, asking if, if this would be something that I'm interested in. Um, and me at the time, you know, with Fresno folding, it's, it's, you know, for any player, that's, that's a nerve wracking thing because, uh, you can have a contract for X amount of years or, or whatever. And because the club was folding, some players' contracts are just being terminated. So now it's not knowing what's next. So when I got that phone call, I was actually really nervous. Um, I actually got that phone call the same day that I had a game. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of how it came about. Uh, I'm grateful that, 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 that I played well uh, my one year in Fresno. It's crazy how it worked out. Uh, I kind of came in as a, just kind of like a, as like a backup player more so. And then from there, the starter got hurt and I was kind of forced into the starting 11 and then God, God took the wheel and, and I've done well ever since. And Sandy, San Diego caught an eye and picked me up and I've been happy ever since. So you, you got a sense that maybe you could go to San Diego. You were still playing up in, in Fresno um, with the idea out there that the club may not exist. Um, did you feel like you were auditioning for San Diego loyal in those last couple of matches? And, and you said you got that phone call the day of a match. How did you perform that night? I performed well, actually. We won five zero. We put against RGV. It was on a Wednesday. So it, 
those aren't the easiest games to play, especially if you're traveling uh, at home. It's a bit easier to play on a Wednesday. Um, but yeah, I, I played well. And um, did it I felt like an audition down the stretch then at that point? Not necessarily an audition. Um, I don't think things for me really feel like an audition just because I have such, I'm very critical of myself and I, and, and, and I always feel like I can always do better in any way, shape or form. So I didn't really feel like it's an audition. I just knew that my mindset was if, if I want, you know, to have an opportunity to play somewhere, whether it be San Diego or somewhere, then I got to do well. But the focus at that time as well, of course, you would naturally think of what's next, but the focus at that time was I need to win a championship and, and I can go here, there, here, there. But if I could leave my hometown or if I could leave this club with the championship, that would, I think that would be the icing on the cake, but I don't really necessarily feel like things were or wasn't an audition for me. Well, what an opportunity now, by the way, I've heard amazing things. I've never been to Fresno, Elijah, but I've heard amazing things <laughs> from people I know who are from there who say, you know, if you're going to pick a spot outside of San Diego where the tacos are top shelf, Fresno would be on that list. True. That is very true, but I might be a little biased. <laughs> There's a few people on the team that, that, that strongly, strongly disagree with me, but, but, yeah, but I love yeah. my Fresno tacos. Yeah, let me guess. Uh, I'm picturing you and Alejandro probably having this conversation as well, a San Diegan that's, and somebody from Fresno. That's the number one person. Yeah, that's the number one person. He actually sent me a post the other day. Uh, it showed uh, top 10 places uh, in the U.S. for tacos, and San Diego was one of them, and not Fresno. But Fresno, sneaky, pretty good. All right, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, so maybe you had a little bit of time to think about it. OG, San Diego Loyal, you were in the starting 11 March I just, 7. I love the fact that Guido has, like, taco trash talk going on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let me tell you something. We know a couple people from Fresno that we've met with San Diego Loyal, and they all say the same thing about, about Fresno tacos, too. Fresno so has gonna... a lot of, like, hole-in-the-wall, like, you know, these Mexican places that are really, really good that many people may just drive past, but if you just stop one day and just... Keep your head in there. You'll probably have the best tacos or burrito you've had. Okay. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Maybe I'm biased. Would like a word on that one. Uh, Can you remember who else was in the starting 11 on March 7, 2020, since that was, was, uh, since you were one of them? Uh, Against Vegas at home. Tied that game. Starting 11. uh, uh, We had uh, on the right was Jack Metcalf. Mm -hmm. Uh, right center was Grant Stoneman. Center center was Joan Griezmann. Oh, maybe I'm wrong. No, no, no. Joe Griezmann. Yep. So me on the left. Right. No, yep. no. Sal at the left center back. Me left wing back. In the middle, we had Carlos, Charlie Adams. Carlos, Charlie Adams. Um, I'm gonna skip that. I know up top we had uh I know we had Q to slow all. Mm-hmm. Up to eight. I think in the middle we had a Raul Mendiola Boom. as well. Very good. That's right. In goal we had uh Jake Fennelson. Yep. That's a tricky one. Good answer. That's what ten? That's ten. 10? Well you had one more forward. One more forward. I said, Judas yeah. the wall was up there. Urban Parr. Boom. There you go. 
Boom. Crushed it. So good. What a night. Done. Well done. Well done. I love that. Two for two. You and Graham both got it. Damn. Oh, oh Stone got it too. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, he nailed Stone it. Stone got it too. Yeah. The, we got some smart boys on the team. Yeah. <laughs> we have to, I got to go back and like see who did it quicker, who had like a better time on that. But you you flew through that one. That was good. Yeah. I, I feel like Fennelson's a tricky one because Jake he didn't Fennelson play. He wasn't was in thinking, net. I was thinking Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking exactly. Austin. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, decent. Well, decent. What yeah, a great that's question. Good. That's very good. All right, man. Well, I think uh, we learned more about your goal celebrations. Do you already know what you would do next time you score? Probably some type of dance. Honestly, I like to, I don't score that much. So when I do score, I got to make sure that I really enjoy my time and, and I cherish the moment. So, so a dance will probably come up the next one too. I, I would love to see a, a playoff dance at Torero stadium featuring Elijah Martin. I think that would be really cool. I'm, it's something we've actually talked about on the podcast um, for the last couple of weeks. And now that you've officially clinched a home playoff game, I'm curious, is that a big deal to the players or is that something you're like, I just, we want to get in the postseason and like, we'll see what happens or is like getting a home playoff game, a big deal to the players. No, getting a home playoff is massive. That's, I mean, that's the first time in club history. The players recognize that as well. We get to, you know, we realize the home advantage, you know, that we have with the amazing fans that we have and the pressure that that puts on on, on teams that come and play us. And uh, not even the pressure that it puts on them, but how much it lifts us. It's, yeah, the players for sure realize how massive that is to have a home playoff game. And 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 the focus right now is is to get, you know, is to get another guaranteed home playoff game. And, and uh, I think if we can we can do that. I think we're setting us up really nice for, um, for hopefully a great outcome. Do you love that? True or false? Just as somebody who, you know, is oftentimes, uh, you know, <laughs> back there on the back line, every time, uh, opponent goal goes in, is a defender obligated to raise his arm in the air and try to convince <laughs> the AR that it was offsides. Are you guys obligated to do that? <laughs> no, we're not obligated to do that. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think uh, I think some of these refs don't really get it right a lot of the times, and and uh, I think the players are right a lot of the times. <laughs> Every time you do that, what you're saying is, then you know that striker, that forward, that other time, that guy's it's outside, off. and the AR totally screwed it up. You raise your hand, and then you and then you ask them, "What are you looking at? What are you looking at? <laughs> you gotta have those two go together." <laughs> are you watching the same game? Uh, I just love it. It just seems like a natural reaction every time a goal is scored. Every defender I've ever watched play this sport is like, "What offside, ref? What are you looking at? Crazy!" It's also that, and it's also like I I pray and I hope it's offsides. So let, me, <laughs> right. let me raise my hand to help you out. <laughs> let me help guide you there. Which uh, my last question: Which teammate, which player on the team is the most vocal with refs? Grant Stoneman. <laughs> Grant Stoneman that- or uh, or Kyle Vassell. Okay. I yeah. can see that. Rightfully so though. Rightfully so. I, I think those are the right answers for sure. <laughs> Rightfully so. They they uh um yeah, they fight for our team. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying about that. They fight for our team. It's important. Wow. It's very important. Elijah, we love watching you week in and week out. We love that it's now year three for you in San Diego. And uh we also love the fact that this seems to be the best team yet. So um I I it's something we've said a couple times so far this year, as we've done this podcast, it feels like the best is yet to come for this club. And we've had some pretty cool moments so far this season, but I think, I think the best moments are still ahead of us. So um, I look forward to celebrating those with you. Thank you for spending time. No, I appreciate that. Thank you guys for having me. I know, uh, 
I know come the first, you know, home playoff game, that's going to be an, an amazing special night uh, for San Diego. Um, I pray and I hope that we can, you know, we can sell that out. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think, I think real exciting times are yet to come, but, but, but I think, I think as exciting as, as those times are, I think it's still very important that we still focus on, you know, such as the game that we have this weekend against OC, which is a massive game, um, you know, for us to continue to build momentum into playoffs and, and to continue, continue um, you know, the two games that we've just played and we just won and continue that momentum and hopefully we can bring that into playoffs. 31 down and three to go. Thanks, Elijah. Thank you so much. All right, Darren, let's take a look at the Western Conference standings presented by the Bright app, the world's leading platform for personal training available on the App Store and Google Play. All right, Jordan, talked about it a little bit earlier in greater detail. San Antonio Football Club, they are the one seed throughout the postseason. As long as San Antonio is playing in the postseason, they are hosting postseason matches there in San Antonio. San Diego Loyal, we know, has clinched and clinched at least a home playoff game at Torero Stadium. Second on the table, 31 matches in, 58 points, winners of two straight. Nice to see a turnaround there. Colorado Springs switchbacks, 52 points in 32 matches. Sacramento, which we alluded to earlier, 49 points, nine back of Loyal. So it would take a combination of Sac Republic wins and Loyal losses for them to even think about that final game being that meaningful on October 15th. But Sac Republic in fourth, 30 matches, 49 points. And then this is where it gets kind of crazy. El Paso, 43 points. New Mexico, coming to town October 9th, 43 points. RGV, 42 points. Just behind the cut line, Oakland Roots, 40 points. Monterey Bay Expansion Club, 40 points. Las Vegas, 37 points. LA Galaxy, 36. Phoenix Rising, hanging by a thread, 30 matches, 33 points. Not in great form. Lost three of their last four but still Jordan technically alive and Orange County, who we will see upcoming this weekend for those making the trip to Irvine, 32 points, 31 matches, man, that was quick. That was a quick drop-off from the USL cup winners a season ago to where Orange County soccer club is today. Colorado Springs, third place out West. They have yet to even clinch a playoff spot. They don't even know for sure that they're headed to the playoffs, which is it's pretty wild. I was looking at the uh, USD football schedule as you do this time of the year when you play at Torero Stadium. That's a uh, that's a bye week for USD football. Uh, the what will be the playoff weekend for San Diego Loyal. So either October twenty first, twenty second, twenty third, that will be uh, the playoff game at Torero. So don't have to worry about any field conditions, hopefully, or anything like that. So, right. Having to have quick turnarounds, you know, have our club president out there painting the pitch, right? Like we've yeah. seen him do in the past. I, I know there's Which still is, stuff. That sounds like good news for Jack Cronin as well. Yeah. There's stuff left to be determined here uh, that weekend, Jordan. And, and please, you know, don't go ahead and, and change all of your plans on account of what I'm about to say. But I think, I think early on the feeling is that loyal will be hosting that playoff game that Sunday, probably in a later window. So nothing guaranteed. I know I have plans that weekend and I'm searching around trying to get as much information as I can get just to make sure that, that, you know, we're available. I'm available. Uh, I would love to be there. You know, I'd love to be there as, as, you know, part of history. We were there March 7th. We were, you know, have been there through so many memorable nights. And that of course 
hopefully will ascend to the top of the list for all of us to care about this club. But that should also be interesting because Wave might be playing a home playoff game. Who knows what the Padres will be doing? Like, there's just a lot potentially going on that weekend. But I was I was told a little like, you know, looks like Sunday, but still a lot of stuff to be sorted out when you have this many clubs and this much to be decided over the next, you know, three, four weeks. You know, that's it's nothing is is etched in, but just just think Sunday, I think, is is your best bet. But we know it could be Friday, it could be Saturday, it could be Sunday. And Jordan, good point about the Toreros not being playing at home that weekend. Right. Um, yeah, playoff tickets available now. I was I was looking at tickets a little bit earlier. Seats are definitely flying off that website. Oh, good. Just, just boom, disappear. Boom. You thought that was available? Not anymore. Boom. That chair, you want that one? It's gone. Hmm. So Good. I, I recommend jumping on there. By the way, did you see club president Andrew Vasiliadis locally on CBS eight with Carla Chiquetto? I did. And did you see at the very end of that interview when he was sitting at the desk on CBS eight, he seemingly teased something coming up on October 9th, a Sunday afternoon game at home against New Mexico United. What was he teasing Darren? He teased something about uh, a, another kit. Another jersey for Loyal being worn during that match. Hmm. Set it on television. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Got me very excited. I need some insight here. What's happening? I don't know. Someone, I don't know. Someone clue in the Always Loyal podcast. But I don't know what that's all about. I sort of was listening, you know, and, and I like, you know, Andrew and Carlo, and they have a good vibe, and it's good conversation. It's going back and forth. And then just as soon as it's getting set to wrap up, Carlo's getting set to say goodbye. And Andrew's like, yeah, October 9th, fan appreciation. Uh, we're going to reveal a new kit. I went, what? What? New kit? Come on. Where's the merch uh, app? Where, where, where's that merch store account? They usually have the scoop on stuff like this. Hmm. We want the info. Give us the goods. Give us the goods. Give us um, the goods, baby. Get your tickets for that one on October 9th as well. Should be a fun day. Three o'clock afternoon game Sunday. What else are you going to do? Sit around and watch the NFL? Got to give our thanks to Elijah Martin for joining the Always Loyal podcast for the very first time. Uh, very fun debut from Elijah Martin. And as we chatted about, someone who's been here since the very beginning. So it's fun seeing someone who is just so well-liked and well-respected. Everyone you talk with around the club. like it's, It does not take very long for them to bring up Elijah Martin and how great of a person he is off the field, not just how talented he is on the field. So it's just, he's one of those guys that you feel... Uh, you're really lucky to have him on your team. Mm. And so it's, it's, uh, it was fun. It was fun chatting it up with Mr. Elijah Martin. Yeah. I think in the, uh, the two seasons we did match state live, I think maybe once Elijah joined us on set and it was terrific, you know, but he's somebody who definitely doesn't seemingly mind when others are getting the glory. So it's nice right. that he was available. And plus, let's like just I say said, he wasn't running over and jumping on the set. Like Corey Herzog. Right. <laughs> He wasn't coming over going, hey, man, you, what do you guys got? Where's Anybody the chocolate got any beer milk? over here? Any, yeah. Anybody Where's got any beer? chocolate milk? We got milk? chocolate milk. <laughs> and an it OG, a, a guy from that. March 7th all the way up into where we are today, too. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And playing a huge impact uh, on a very good team, a team that's talented enough to win it all this year. So we, uh, we're excited to see how it plays out, Darren. Three matches to go. One more opportunity at Torero Stadium in the regular season. Another opportunity, at least one come postseason time. Uh, the match against New Mexico, currently the sixth seed out west. Um, 
will get their opportunity October 9th um, at USD. So, hey, uh, can I just say one thing on the way out, Jordan? Because you know, you and I love talking about loyal, obviously, and and our primary focus is is always loyal. But a couple of weeks ago, we had uh, John Morrissey on USL Tactics. He also is a contributor to something called Backhealed. I don't know if you saw a video that was floating around this week about the growth of the United Soccer League in the United States. But I think it's worth your while to go and check it out. You know, they had a couple of interesting things to say about MLS clubs now searching out for talent, European clubs searching out for talent, how everybody on the U.S. men's national team under 20 spent a little bit of time on a USL club. Talk just a little bit about the growth of lower division soccer. You know, you and I get this all the time. People asking, well, when is it going to be MLS or when is it going to? But, you know, just to speak to the growth of lower division soccer in the United States, USL has has certainly grabbed that. USL is, has done more with this opportunity than anybody else has ever before in the past. To see that getting rewarded the way it has financially with some of the European clubs now starting to search around, U.S. soccer starting to dig into it a little bit more, mining it for a little bit of talent, MLS doing the same thing I thought was really great. So just be on the lookout, backheeled in, on social media, and I'm sure you can find that on, on, online as well. But it was just an, an interesting look at the growth of the USL. So uh, be on the lookout for that, Jordan. And with that, I'm done. Very good. Darren, I'll chat with you next week. Peace. Baja Bound driving to Mexico. Visit BajaBound.com for the easiest way to get Mexican auto insurance for your trip. Their easy-to-use website allows you to buy your Mexico insurance in minutes from your computer or any mobile device. BajaBound.com, serving Mexico travelers since 1994.